Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. I am Ben. And uh, Ben, it's uh, birthday boy today, isn't it? That is right. The big three six. Big three six. All right. Well, I've already been the big three six for a while, but it's your birthday, not mine. So we don't have to talk about that. Uh, I didn't do the rest of the intro. It's bad form. We are here to bring you our opinions on the news notes and happenings from around today, the world of sports, and other random topics. Why random topics? Well, I figured, and we both figured, not just myself, that with all the uncertainty and anxiety out there due to what's going on in the world, uh, playing up the mood a little bit. Let people okay. Let people send us in some some random silly questions. There were some also, uh, also some serious questions relating to sports and things we normally talk about, and those are great too. But we had some very random, uh, out of the blue, odd questions, uh, and I, it was, I, I blame myself for that because I coached people to uh, send in some some oddballs, and they did. Uh, which, Dare which, I say, Chris? We are going to answer an eight, add eight uh, an old age question. An old age question. Do you understand what I'm trying? An to age answer, old right? question. I got you, buddy. I got Thank you. you. Right. Thank you. It's all right. I got you. Um, which which excites <laughs> me. Yeah, I mean, it's not the chicken or the egg either. So, stay tuned for that. That'll be at the end of the show. As of right now, we're going to get into some baseball. Okay. And I don't, I don't, you know, we are making the transition from Ben and Chris talk football to Ben and Chris talk sports. Uh, before we can believe it or not, I can't just throw that up. I have to actually go through all of our broadcasting channels and change it over before I can do it. So we'll still have the guy how talk football logo up and we're still going to be called that, but we are going to transition into more of an all around sports d- discussion show. Um, First up, Hot topic, MLB. Should we go with the shortened season? Should we play all 162 with a lot of doubleheaders? Rob Manfred, as usual, MLB commissioner, seems to have no idea what the fans want. Correct. Well, he thinks he does. But uh, what's, what's your take on it, Ben? Should we try to fit the full season in and just I, I think, wear these guys out or go with the shortened season? I think what they need to do is they need to try out some of these unique things that could enhance the uh, Major League Baseball experience for fans. And what I mean is, I, I, I we've talked about this. I think they need to short it to seven innings regardless. So now you could try the, the rumor has been seven inning doubleheaders to get more games in. I get that, um, but I'd like you to try the seven innings to see if you can get a quicker result. I want to see shorten a, a shortened season. Period, because I think 162 is ridiculous at this point. And to prove your point about what you just said about Rob Manford, is he, he claims that he knows the fans love the 162 and love the MLB format. I'm sorry, the 162 is just at this point is just too much. You need to chop off at least 30 games to start getting my interest back in. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I'm going to call BS on his. That's for the fans. That's for the owners. That's for him. That's for the guys making all the big bucks. 
that's not for the benefit of the players or the fans. The season is way too damn long. The games are way too damn long. I don't necessarily agree with shortening it to seven innings. I think I'm, I'm big into baseball history and baseball records. And I think you're going to have a lot of ga- uh, records as far as the pitching records for complete games and, and things like that. Actually, it really only be that game, that record. <laughs> uh, but I think it could really affect certain statistical categories. I'm not really for that. And I, I'm, I'm kind of a traditionalist. I, I want my nine-inning game. But I do agree. Something needs to be done as far as the length of the game. I don't know what the answer to that is, but I'm not the commissioner, and he seems to have no ideas either. If you can't get the game at two hours and 30 minutes at minimum, and I don't mean the average, that has to be like your tops yeah. at two and a half hours. If you can't get it down there, I, I, I love baseball, but it's going to die. It is currently dying and it will die because your age, your age group is in the fifties to sixties. I think as they to put it bluntly, move on your younger age group is not injecting enough youth to keep the sport alive. And you'll start to see, I mean, you're already seeing the ratings go down. Attendance goes down. Not counting what's going on right now, I just don't foresee MLB surviving another 20 years in the format they're in. The the thing about NBA, NHL, NFL is, and, and NHL, trust me, has kind of been not as for uh, forthright, and um, I want to say you know, as revolutionary as the other two sports, but they've been trying more lately. It's they're willing to try stuff in all the other three sports. And, and especially the NFL, NFL is the number one at this, which is why they're the number one sport is they'll try something. And if it doesn't work, they scrap it. If it works, they just try to continue to make it better. But I'll give you an example, Chris. Remember, um, the uh, face mask penalty used to be two different penalties. Yes. And they they said, you know, for the longest time it was the two penalties. And they said, okay, we're going to change it to just the one, and it's a 15-yard penalty. And they went with it, and they said, and it and it works, and they moved on, moved forward with it. Uh, they've been trying to be innovative. They took pieces from the XF, the original XFL. They took pieces from the AAF that just happened. Uh, obviously, it went to bunk, but they took a couple pieces from there. They're willing, to, and they were even looking at the XFL this season to see if there's anything they can pull from there because they're always willing to innovate the game and to make it better. And on your point of the the historical stats that may get disrupted or destroyed, I will counter that point with... Is it the passing stats so inflated at this point that it makes anybody who played in the 80s look like they don't even deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, you know what? That, that's a good point. Honestly, that that is a good uh, that's a good counter to my point, and I didn't actually think of it that way. 
but yeah, you are correct. Times change and things change. And, uh, I mean, hell, half the quarterbacks nowadays with, with the rules so, so leaning towards protecting them wouldn't have survived half a season in the 60s or 70s. Tom Brady would not be playing till 45. No. Well, he wants to, but he would not be playing. Drew Brees, I, I don't know how long Drew Brees would have actually played had he played in the 90s. No, and I, I agree with that 100%. So you know what? You, you kind of have uh, – I still don't like the idea of a seventh-inning game just because I don't like it. But as far as the whole stat argument I made, I think you uh, got me to back down from that. So that was a good point. So you know what? Okay, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I want to see, because, uh, what was it, Jonathan Lucroy, I think, said um, during the, well, shortened spring training, that he was, they had to take more time, because they knew the Astros, and I'll, I'll we'll get down to this later, they knew the Astros were doing what they were doing, so they, they had to elongate how many signs they were giving. I want to see if, if we've actually figured this out and have, are policing it does that time frame where you see like you've seen uh christian vasquez he's throwing down five six seven different hand signals and then he's tapping his shin pad and tapping his upper thigh and, and then he's tapping his shoulder pad it's like it's like a he's performing a symphony behind the plate for one pitch so yeah, well, i wonder if he's that- certainly no mozart but I want to see if 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 maybe that will bring the uh, game time down by four or five minutes. Because if it does, then maybe that's the start. But you still need a pitch clock. Yes, you still need absolutely. to keep the batters in the in the batters boxes. You need to stop with the the slow walk up, get to the plate, and, and get ready. And you need the pitch clock. You need the pitch clock. You need to. How many times have we see David Price take forever? I mean, I can't even count. Well, I, I, I can count. I can't count that that number of times. I mean, I think I counted one time. It was like forty-five seconds for a pitch. So times that by a hundred pitches, and guess what inning you're in, Chris? The fourth. Yeah, that's no, pretty ridiculous. It, it just. And I think it was David uh, David Ortiz, because he was I I think you remember he was against the you know pitch clock. He was against you know shortening, staying inside the box because you know David he liked to do his whole song and dance. Oh yeah. But I think I I remember hearing him in an interview after he stopped playing how he tried to watch a game, and it's almost unwatchable. No, and that's the thing. It is unwatchable, honestly. And I love baseball, dude. Base my my first sport I ever really got into was baseball. I loved playing it. I loved watching it. Dude, you can't no, nobody has four and a half to five hours, 162 times a year to sit in front of a, a TV and watch their team play. Nobody has that kind of time. And I think if you shorten the season regardless, you make the games more important. And it puts more value on them. And you could possibly spread the games out just a little bit, okay? And now these players are not running themselves ragged. 
and they're not getting popped for you know they don't they don't have to worry about amphetamines because that was a huge thing in the 80s and 90s you don't have to worry about any of the other drugs you don't have to worry about players getting uh doped up on caffeine because they're trying to stay up because 162 is a lot of games for players to be playing in one full season it just makes sense to cut it down but you're right they're not going to do it because of the gates strictly because of the gates. it all comes down to money because there's so much riding on these tv contracts and there's so much riding on, on the players contracks do you think after giving a player two to three hundred million dollars in, in an eight or nine year deal, they're going to turn around and go? By the way, now you play sixty less games a year. No, no, they'd have to restructure all those contracts. They'd have to restructure all the TV deals. They'd have to redo everything. It would be a nightmare logistically. And Rob Manfred can, I mean, I think barely use his own computer to print out his speeches. Never mind to actually think about how to fo- solve that problem. But here's the problem that they're going to run into is they're going to keep going with this, this, this same song and dance. And eventually it's going to come to a halt and they're going to realize crap. We should have, we should have made moves when we could have instead. Now we're, we're the fourth, fourth, maybe fifth sport, sixth sport. If you count, NASCAR as a sport, I don't. Whoever else does, great. Good for you. But, I mean, if soccer overtakes MLB as on the list of sports, I mean, it's it's over for MLB, well, MLB personally. MLB, based on what we were talking about pre, pre-recording, may have some competition coming sooner than they think. That is correct. So this is before the whole coronavirus is going on. I actually read this article. I want to say it was. I mean, I think the virus was going on, but it wasn't in the U.S. yet. And I think it was in like January that I read an article how the NBA they're trying what they're trying to do. They're trying to do a lot of different things. They wanted to do an in-season tournament. They wanted to adopt the uh, model that soccer does in Europe. Don't ask me how to explain it because I have no clue. Yeah, I don't understand it at all. Just, just if you want to, there, there is an article out there. Uh, I'd have to, if I can get the link, I'll, I'll tweet it and uh, send it out on Facebook. Um, if I can find that article again. But the biggest thing that I, I took from it is they want to, they want to potentially start the season on Christmas Day, and that's interesting. That would, because, that would push the playoffs back, end of the playoffs back in the summertime. Correct. And what what they're they're thinking is is if you look at October November, that's the first two months of the season. I know um, even even during the 08 Celtic season and the championship runs, the couple championship runs they've had, and when they had really good teams, I'm talking about the Celtics. November, October, I really didn't give a whole lot of attention to it, especially this season, too, uh, because the NFL season is going on. Right. And it's not like they're not playing during the week, but you're so focused on NFL, 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 that the NBA, the the, uh, 
they're going to go by the moniker, you know, the season starts on Christmas Day. But they've already played two months of game, almost three months of games by that point. So literally with, with their own marketing campaign, they're telling people don't even bother watching until Christmas Day. So you may as well start that day anyways. Right, because they, they, I mean, if you look at it, Chris, they, they do marketing, but their biggest marketing they do is on Christmas Day. They Like the beginning of December, they are starting to pump that up and they go all until they get to Christmas Day. Shooting out advertisements on TV, uh, streaming services, what any way they can get it out. That's when they're big... Not even Thanksgiving. It's Christmas because they obviously can't compete on Thanksgiving because the NFL owns that day as well. Here's the thing, man. E- even with with ratings being down, the NFL owns any day it's on. That's true. I mean, no nobody can compete with that. Not the NBA. Not baseball. Not hockey. Not NASCAR. Not. I mean, obviously, soccer in different countries will compete with it. I'm talking about in America. Nothing beats the NFL. That's not an opinion, man. That's stats. That's numbers. Those numbers don't lie. And that's why it's interesting that they want to try to shift to start the end of December. Because by then, either the season's over or you're looking at week 16 or 17. The playoffs are the playoffs. We know what they are. So you're not going to shift. You're not going to shift the season all the way to February. All right. That's just not going to happen. But you can still get your games in. And there's only so many games playing over the playoffs. So you could still sneak in your Sunday Sunday night basketball premier game. You know, say L.A. versus L.A. because the Clippers and the, uh, the Lakers are huge and they have these super teams this year. And they want to have these teams on the preeminent stage. And they see Sunday night as a preeminent stage, and they can't compete with the NFL. Well, here's an idea, too, if you're the NBA. Maybe don't have every playoff series last two and a half, three weeks. I mean, I agree may- with that maybe too. don't do a playoff game one, and then four or five days later do game two. And, I mean, obviously football is only one game, one and done. Uh, I'm not really sure about the NHL, to be full disclosure. I'm not really a hockey guy. On this show, if we got to talk hockey, we're really going to defer to you, and I'll give my opinion based on what I learned. Uh, but as far as the NBA goes, it's it's ridiculous. Baseball, two games, at one stadium, day yeah. off, then either one or two depending on the round, and then you know you go back, you have one day off in between. It's none of this resting for four or five days. You know the NBA playoffs, uh, three rounds. It seems to take six months. It's half the year. I know it's not. It's like two, but it's that's ridiculous for eight teams. There's, there's no need for that. Yeah, it's it it is insane because sometimes you'll see. You know, a game and a day off the next day, but they're pl- they're playing game two in the same city. Exactly, it doesn't right. make sense. I agree, that doesn't make sense. The only way it makes sense to start to have game one Monday and game two Saturday is if you have to walk from one city to the other. If they're making these guys hitchhike, I can understand. Like but they're not, but they're not. They, you're good. Like play two days in a row, play every other day. If you want to be able to push your season later on, which, by the way, I'm all for that. We're kind of burying the lead here. I think I'm, I'm in favor of it. I don't know about you. I think they're not going to compete with the football no matter what they do. Why not try to compete with baseball moving into the summer a little bit? They have a much better chance, especially with early season baseball or earlier season baseball. 
midseason baseball of getting those numbers up for their playoff push in their, in their uh, NBA championship series. Uh, they, they will. They would own if if everything followed suit. They would dominate the month of August. Absolutely. And that might almost. And think of it this way, Chris. That might almost work in their advantage because NFL is in um, uh, preseason. Nobody really cares too much about that. And if you're going on vacation, summer vacation, you're going to summer vacation end of June, July, beginning of August. But at, by the end of August, A, you're either, if you have kids, they're going back to school right. or they're gearing up to go back to school. So your your vacation plans are done. If you end, like, maybe not end of August, but middle to end of August, and that's your NBA finals is right there, you're grabbing all that attention. Mm-hmm. Because the kids are not in school yet. And out of all the sports, the demographic of the youngest fan base is the NBA. And that's why they would dominate and potentially put MLB, I don't know, out of probably out of business. I don't know about all that. You still have people who are like diehard baseball fans, but uh, I think they could definitely get far better ratings going into the late starting later in the winter and going into later summer than they could maintaining their, their schedule. And they have an opportunity right now to test that. And then if ratings are up, go look, we can do this full time. Our ratings are going to be better. We have proof now. And I, th- and, and, and the thing about the NBA is they're so innovative and they're so forward thinking that they'll, they, this is a perfect scenario for them to try this, to see if they can get it working. And if they do, and don't get me wrong, there are some GMs and owners who aren't really, they're not too sure about it. They're not fully bought into the concept of shifting the entire season. But if you're forward thinking enough to even think this over and to get out of the crosshairs of the NFL, because like you said, two months of your season is basically destroyed because the nfl just dominates and that's essentially how your marketing going into christmas is yeah we know you're not watching till now but we'll start watching now it's like okay like, what? <laughs> that's that's not a really good strategy and some fans chris honestly they don't start watching till end of january sometimes and i know sometimes i don't start paying attention till uh after the super bowl and you know, you know what's after the super bowl is the all-star game. So now I have to see, okay, what happened? I was going to say XFL, but no, no, no. But it, 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 it's kind of funny how by the time you're, cause you're a fan, right? Oh, baseball. Some, but, but you're a fan in general. Absolutely. Yeah. But you are MLB NFL pretty much. And that's it. So you kind of have this happy place where your seasons don't, intersect too much yeah and if they do it's usually not in a way that affects me negatively so imagine me i follow i try to follow all four yep and that is a pain in the ass (laughs) i can only imagine like because sometimes i'll try to listen to the uh bruins on the local station well the problem is is the bruins and the celtics have rights on the same same radio station but 
NHL, uh, the Bruins get the uh, the rights ahead of the Celtics. So if I want to listen to Celtics, um, SOL. So it, it's just it it's just how much attention does each fan have, and where is their what 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 satiates their palate? Uh, does it is it just MLB? Is it NBA as well? Is it NHL? Is it also NFL? It's like you got to see what your fan base is and what they want. And if the NFL, if the NBA and MLB has a lot of crossing over on fans, they might have to make a choice on how much attention because we know what the MLB is. It's it's six seven days a week. Well, the NBA is about four four games a week sometimes. Sometimes it's like two, but some most of the times it's three or four. You only have so much time in the week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's only so many hours in a day. People that was to my point about how long the MLB games are. It's like nobody, no matter how much of a fan you are, even if you want to sit there for four to five hours a night and watch a game, you can't do that 162 times. You have kids, you have a job, you got to be up early the next morning. They're playing a West Coast game. You live on the East Coast. There's always something. Whereas the NBA, I mean, those games are usually pretty reasonably length, about two, two and a half hours or so. Yeah, they're pretty yeah, on point. Pretty, too. pretty on point. Uh, they're not, they're not dragging it out, taking longer than they have to for no reason. I'll tell you, I mean, I, I haven't really, I know what's going on in the NBA, uh, NHL. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm, I've tried. I just, I, I don't grasp it. Uh, it doesn't. I can't. It's not for me. Chris, I'll tell you what, Chris. It, it, no, you keep going. I'll let you. I'll, I'll expand on that. Uh, but like NBA, I like. I, I like basketball. I like the NBA. It, but I'm a football fan first, so I watch football. By the time I'm done watching football, you know, I'm working all week, as a lot of us are. Don't really have to, you know, not sitting down, you know, to watch a basketball game. Or honestly, I just kind of forget about it because I'm so wrapped up in football. By the time football is over, just about time for spring training to start. So I'm, I'm paying attention to baseball. If they pushed the NBA back a little bit and the seasons kind of started simultaneously and there wasn't really that period of the NBA where it was competing with the NFL and I was actually watching from the start of the season, I may have a little more interest in watching some NBA games than baseball games just because... I can get an entire game in, and it doesn't take up my entire day. You're getting, Chris. The basketball game can start at seven ten and can be done before nine thirty. Exactly, and you're not. I mean, you can still get to bed for a respectable time, go to work the next day, and not be exhausted. It's baseball, I mean, man, especially being Red Sox fans, we know you get a oh, Red yeah. Sox Yankees game. You're looking at five hours. If it's under five, it's a shock. <laughs> I mean, we've had some approaching six hours, and it's like even starting at seven o'clock on the East Coast, eight o'clock on the East Coast, you're still going into the wee hours of the morning. If you got to get up for you know six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning, even or earlier, I used to wake up at four a.m. for my old job. Yeah, those were fun. Stay up till one a.m. to watch the Red Sox lose in extra innings. Yeah, that was awesome. Like, <laughs> I, I know for a fact, Chris, we lost some years when we watched the 04 Yankees Red Sox series. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because of the outcome, it was worth it. But all right, we're uh, we we're going a little long on this topic. So, yeah. uh, at, at the end of the day, do you feel 
I feel both seasons should continue. That was the question from uh, both Tim and, and Tammy, uh, two of our, our top fans, without a doubt. Um, step it up, the rest yes. of you. Step it up. Um, <laughs> they they wanted to know: Do we believe this? There should be a season, and as long as everything's safe and everybody everybody can stay healthy, and we get this thing figured out, and it's not the danger it presents right now. Absolutely. There's no reason you can't have a shortened season and just say, so we don't have an all-star game. Woohoo. Like, yeah. if, if you got to have a 100-game season, we got to have a 50-game season. If the NBA has to have 15 to 20 games and then go right into their playoffs because they need four months to do that, hmm. then, no, they can. I mean, in all seriousness, no. I mean, just shorten it as much as you can. Get what you can right. in. I mean, obviously, if this is, you know, August, we still have this kind of problem. It's still the kind of issue it is right now. Well, maybe you just say, let's pack it up and start in 2021. But I think as long as everybody can be safe, yes, we should have a baseball season. Right. And and I'll add on to that real quick. To the All-Star game, there is, they're so out of touch in baseball with their fan base. They're actually floating the idea of starting the season. All-star game. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> which which just tells you they have no clue. They have no idea. Now, the NBA floated an idea of a charity all-star game, but that was that was like an exhibition, something fun, something out of the way, not like an actual game where – the MLB may be seriously start thinking about starting an, like an all-star game to start the season. And it just doesn't make any sense. And I think they should have a season depending on how they can get through this whole virus issue uh, as much as they can. Uh, you don't want people, players losing the whole year because of the virus. And, and they don't, and you want the players to be able to make their money that they can and you want some excitement. You want some joy. I'd like to see it happen. Hopefully it does. Hopefully we can clean this stuff up and get it get going. And I'm still hoping for an NBA and NHL playoff um, of some sort before they can kind of, they'll have to decide to pack it in because they've already shifted all their their schedules for the offseason have already shifted. Yeah, I mean, get what you can in, and, and, you know, there's no reason you can't do that, what you both just said. So, moving on to a football topic, we thought it'd be fun, or you actually brought this up, and I, I agreed, to do another top ten list. Yes. We did one. Since we've been. We did receivers, what, about a month ago now? Yeah. And news has been a little slow, uh, so... We figured we'd do a top 10. Let's give you the top 10. And also, we've been talking nonstop about the Eagles' brilliant move to acquire Darius Slay. So we figured, give you a top 10 cornerbacks list. Nothing crazy. Yeah. We're going to you know, we're gonna read them off 10 to 1. Ben will go, I'll go. Give a short description of why. And then, you know, we'll move on to the next topic. But we thought this would be fun. Something to talk about. Something to argue about. So, Ben, who is your number 10 cornerback in football? 
I just want to note, Chris, okay. that I went to 17, but um, <laughs> yeah. I will start at 10. I'm surprised you didn't go to like 30, dude, honestly, the way you do research. Well, at 17, it's Joe Hayden, and after that, it's just like, what are we doing here? Yeah, kind of a drop-off. All right. As a side note, uh, Xavier Rhodes signed a free agent deal with the Indianapolis Colts today. Interesting move. I like that move. That's a good one. Number 10, Marcus Peters. Okay. I think he I, – I agree with you that I underestimated him, and I also thought he was older than he actually was. Uh, but he did not work in L.A. for some reason. And as soon as he went to Baltimore, he skyrocketed. And, made, and he's got – I mean, he's got three ball bowls. He has two – four AP uh, um, all pros – Two first teams, two second teams, and an NFL Defense Rookie of the Year award at age 27. So, not bad, it, not bad. I think, it's, yeah, I think it's a good way to start at number 10. You might see, you, you might see him again in somebody else's list, maybe. Um, at number 10, I have another guy who does not appear to be working out in LA the way they hoped he would. I have Jalen Ramsey. I have 10. I know wow. people are going to wow. say, I know, I know, people are going to say Jalen Ramsey 10. He's 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 a lot of talk and a lot of hype. He's a very good corner when he has exceptional defensive talent around him. The minute that Jacksonville defense started breaking down, uh, he wasn't the same player. And they, That's an interesting take. They ship him off to L.A. for a King's Ransom. Good for them for getting that, but they could for him. Yeah, he goes there, and look how much he changed the game. Their defense wasn't any better. So, Oof. I don't know, man. I, I We're still talking the top 1% of, you know, all the talent in the league here. Right. But as far as corners, if you, you know, somebody to start a franchise with, Ramsey wouldn't be on top of my list. Interesting. Interesting. Number nine from the Seattle Seahawks. Shaquille Griffin. Love the range. Love the length. He is the prototypical Pete Carroll cornerback. Yeah, absolutely. And at age 24, he's only going to ascend. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't even hit his prime yet. That's that's the best part. Not just the best part. That's the scary part. Yeah, well, scary, think, yeah scary if you're uh, playing against him, yeah. And I think a year or two, He'll be at the top of this list. Very well could be. All right. I have a former Seahawk at number nine, Richard Sherman. And uh, I think a lot of people out there now are going, oh, Ramsey Sherman. He has a problem with players who've been around more than like five years. Well, I think you lose points if you only cover one side of the field. That is a fair assessment. Uh, Richard Sherman is exceptionally talented. Yeah, I just wish he was uh, – and I'm not even saying it's his fault. It's just probably just the way they use him. They see him so good on that side of the field, they use him on that side of the field. However, you can't say you're the best if you're not constantly covering the best. And there's a lot of guys on the list above him who cover the best receiver on the field. And I just uh, – he never has. He's always been a loudmouth and talked like he is the best. I, I, I don't see it, so – He's number nine for me. 
That's, I think that's fair. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I don't have him there, but playing one side of the field, it, it, it's a fair criticism, and he's been getting it a lot. And I don't, I don't uh, know another top corner that only covers one side of the field constantly. A top, top guy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know either. I mean, unless I, I look at the um, stats, but I don't know where to actually look at at uh, where I could see those stats. Um, I'm sure I could dig into it somewhere. I'm sure someone's got. Oh, I'm sure. There's so I'm many sure, stats yeah. all over the <laughs> all over the place. It's it's not. It shouldn't be that hard to find. But um, at number eight. Marshawn Lattimore from New Orleans Saints. Okay. Uh, he's picked up two Pro Bowls and a Defensive Rookie of the Year, and he's age 23. And I think he's still got room to grow. I like him. I like his length, his pedigree, as much as it pains me to say, from Ohio State. <laughs> Your favorite. It's, it's oh yes, it's my favorite. <laughs> All right. But go ahead. What's up? You're going to say something else? No, no, no. You're good. You're good. All right. Number eight. Uh, I don't think I'll have much argument from you on this one. I have Shaquille Griffin at number eight instead of number nine. No, I, I can't disagree. Uh, I think everything you just said hit it right in the head. He's only going to get better. He's Pete Carroll's, Pete Carroll's excuse me, ideal cornerback. Uh, Pete Carroll knows how to take talented corners and utilize them in his system. And and Griffin is only going up from here. Number seven. Number seven. Well, Chris, Richard Sermon. Okay. Uh, he still he still's got game. Just went to a Super Bowl, uh, lost again. So now he's one in one in two in Super Bowl. I believe so. Yeah. But he's got five Pro Bowls. He's got three AP All First Teams. He's got two AP All Second Teams. I mean, he has got awards. Plus, he still plays, and I get it. He only plays on one side. But interesting fact um, to tie into Shaquille Griffin. So I did find that stat on where it tells you what side of the field they play on. It seems like this year. Sherman played uh, straight up cornerback, not left cornerback. Huh? And I say that I say that because all his other years, uh, it says left cornerback. Okay. Well, maybe he uh, got an old dog maybe new tricks. He, but I will say this, Chris, that could be because he maybe played maybe played some slot. Oh, it could be, yeah. And I'll I'll even pump the tires of Shukil Griffin a little bit more. His first two seasons had him uh, on one side. And then this year, it's just this corner, which tells me he's doing what a, a number one stud right. corner should do. Covering the best player on Fall. the field. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, number seven. Number seven, Chris. I have the great Patrick Peterson. Oh. Uh, I mean, he has had some injury and suspension issues the last few years. Uh, but he is honestly, I think that guy loses more talent before breakfast than most guys have all day. He's just that is accurate. That is accurate. He 
is a fantastic cover corner who in his prime, which he's, I think it's fair to, fair to say he's on the tail end of now, but in his prime, there are a few better. He could shut down almost anybody. All right. So do you know how old he is? I believe he's 29. Yeah. Yeah. But he's been I around. He's it seems like been around for game. a while though. Yeah. I think he still has a game. Oh, he does. I'm saying the back end of his prime. I'm not saying he's done. Right. I'm saying we, we've seen what he is now, and it, especially with injuries not being terrible, but kind of creeping in the last few years. Hopefully, he can stay healthy, and we'll see quite a few more years from him. But he's, I mean, when he was on his game, there were a few better. And I, I hope, I think what we'll see with uh, with Patrick Peterson is a shift to safety at some point. Oh, that would help him a lot. Yeah. That would extend his career by a few years, I think. All right. So, sir, at number six, right? Yes. Xavier Howard, Miami Dolphins. Okay. I didn't uh, have him only because of injuries. I mean, that's fair, I'd say, but I, I just think the talent's there. He had the production this year, I think, before he got injured. Uh, he's got in, in his short, I don't want to say short stint because he actually signed an extension. He's 26 years old. Uh, one Pro Bowl and one APL second team. So it is, and it is tough to get on the first uh, first uh, all pro uh, first team. But I think he's got, he still has room to grow and, and hopefully he gets a full healthy season under Brian Flores to kind of help grow him. Cause he's been on, I mean, he's been on teams that just aren't good. And before Brian Flores, his, his head coach was who? Uh, what are we talking about the waste of the waste of space in New York. Oh God. Yeah. Adam Gase. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I was going to have Adam, so Adam I, Gase free show. <laughs> so I don't want to, Dump on him too much. I know the talent's there. We've seen the talent. And as much as we kind of crapped on some of the signings they had this offseason, they did put a lot of talent in there. I want to see him come back healthy, and I want to see what he does with a talented group around him, and maybe we'll see the best of Xavier Howard. Oh, maybe. That'd be, that'd be nice to see if he can stay healthy. That'd be good. Number six. I have the aforementioned Marcus Peters. Might say he's a little high for this list, but or a little high on this list. I don't know if he's high for this list. Um, I mean, didn't do much in L.A., like we said, but when he came to Baltimore, my God, he was a new player. He fit that system like a glove, and he he was a force to be reckoned with. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they signed him to an extension and I think by the time that contract's over, you're going to look back on that contract and go, that was a steal because he's a, he's a really, really good player. All right. We are at number five, correct? We are at five. I insert Patrick Peterson. Okay. I think that's where he belongs. His uh, awards, I mean, his awards, Chris, speak for themselves. Eight Pro yeah. Bowls. It's a laundry list. Eight Pro Bowls. Three-time three AP first team and one-time AP second team. And he's age 29. 
plus his, like you said, his injury history, his suspension last year. He's still talked about as a potential trade piece all the way up to this past trading, trading deadline. And I can imagine if he makes it, if they make, uh, if they make a run, he'll be on the team. But if they don't make a run this year, which I don't see why they wouldn't, he'd probably be a trade piece this off season, uh, this trading, trading deadline. Very well could be. I mean, if it wasn't, like you said, for maybe the suspension and, 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 and health concerns. I can say he definitely probably would be again, but an age too. I mean, not old, well, it, but you know he's he's not old for like life, but for his position, he's creeping up there. I'm surprised you even gave him credit playing for more than three years. I thought you'd want him out of the league already. <laughs> uh, number no, f- no, no. I good. I say I've always been a fan of Bob. No, I think we, we both have. I love this game. Yeah, we both have. He's he's tremendous. Um, number five, I have Logan Ryan. Might seem like a weird placement, but uh, I think these past few years in Tennessee, he was good in New England. Really hit his stride going to Tennessee, and this past season was a legit uh, contender for NFL Defensive Player of the Year. I didn't really see that. You pointed that out to me. And when I looked at his stats, I couldn't believe I, I couldn't believe he didn't get more consideration, honestly. So he's been incredible the last few years, especially this past season. And uh, if you're a Titans fan, you, you really want to see them find a way to keep him because he might be getting to a point with his contract where it's not so team-friendly. Number four? Nice. What, what's up? I said he's still a free agent, but I don't know where he's going to go. I thought he had one more year. No, he's a free oh, agent. Oh, never mind then. Okay, well, if you're a Titan, uh, Titans fan, then you want to see him bring him back. Number four. I have Jalen Ramsey at number four. Oof, okay. I still, th- I still think the talent's there. I think the ability is there. At age 25, he's already got three Pro Bowls and an AP first team. What I think is going to happen, Chris, is he's going to erode – cornerback wise over the next couple of years and he's going to have to transition to safety and that's because his speed is going to erode and he's so physical that he just is going to need to move to that position but I think right now he is top five at the corner position because he can shut down the he can shut down any player he goes against, if he's determined, if he's motivated, he could be literally the best corner in the league. Yeah, could be. If he's determined and he's motivated to get that big contract, then we'll see what he does. That I just I don't know. I don't care for his attitude. That that kind of uh, that kind of jades me on him too. But it shouldn't because it's about it. talent. But I've never seen him as what everybody else thinks he is. I get it. Uh, number four, I have future Philadelphia Eagles great Darius Slay. Um, Interesting spot. I I mean, there's some players above him you can say have accomplished more, but the guy just has it, man. He He's a player who's just waiting for the right opportunity in the right system, and I think he's going to have that in Philadelphia, and you're going to see him as even better than he was in Detroit. 
the guy is got talent. I mean, one year he had twenty six deflections in one season. Yeah. What's yeah? I mean, I mean just, how... that's not that's that's not common. That's a very high number. And that's on Detroit. Who, if they're if they're behind, which they usually <laughs> are, Detroit, yeah. <laughs> they usually are. The team is probably running the ball. So twenty six deflections in one season is not is not something to sneeze sneeze at. He is ridiculously talented, and he has, from what I can tell, he has been playing both sides of the field majority of his career. So you just you just can't tell. You can't say enough about his ability, which is why at number three, I have Darius. <laughs> okay. Well, we're on the same page you like there. Yep. yep. You like how I did that? Yep. I mean, he's got three Pro Bowls and an AP first team. Are we going to run this all down again, or are you good? I'm good. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, dude. Um, F- and he's, he's, he's age 29, Chris, so... He is still, it, and he is still in a, a kind of, still in his prime. Yeah, and it, it's it goes to show you different players age differently. Because I just said with Patrick Peterson, it looks at at twenty nine like he's probably on the back end of his prime, just because of some issues he's had. Where Darius Slay that hasn't been a problem. Not not. I don't know. It's it just. And I might be wrong on this, but in my opinion, different players just appear to age differently. Like Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady did not age similarly. Um, no, they're both future Hall of Famers. They're both been invaluable to their franchise, but they just didn't. You know, Father Time was not as kind to one as he was the other. And you get a guy like Slaves twenty nine. And you're like, oh, he's still got years to go. He can still play corner for years. And then Peterson, you're like, eh, he's probably going to want to transition to safety. You know, I don't know. Just just my observation. It doesn't look like they're the same yeah, 29. But, yeah, because Slay could easily, if they needed to, could easily shift into a, a nickel position. I, I think that's easy. Sure. If, if, at, if at some point he needed to, could easily move down to position and extend his career. Uh, by a few years. Uh, at three, I have Jair Alexander. See, I wanted to put him up there because you know how I love oh, yeah. this kid. And at 23 years old, he is ridiculously talented. But I just can't get him up there yet. I'm not going to spoil it yet because we're not there. But the number three and number two on my list, well, number three being Alexander, uh, you just you look at him play, and you just watch him play, and you go, "Damn, that kid's a star!" Like it's just something about the way they play, the way they carry themselves, the way they break on the ball, the way they look at the defender after they make a play, or excuse me, the receiver after they make a play on them. Uh, it, they, I mean, everything about these guys—they're—they're they're like, they're just playmakers, man. Uh, you, you can't say enough about them, and any team would be lucky to have them. Like. Jair Alexander has been in the league for two seasons. Yeah, and he's the third, in my opinion, the third best in the league. Like that's saying something. I I I, I just I know I have him 
below number 10 and it was it was tough for me to put him down there because I had him wicked high. I probably had him, I think, fifth or fourth. And then I just started looking through the numbers. And maybe I got swayed by the awards because he doesn't have any at all. Well, I think his age, too. I think if he was in the league four years doing what he's done for the first two, it'd be a no-brainer. Right. Yeah, so. Um, and then we'll see some of this talent, unfortunately, start to go down. But he is... By far, Will, I've said it before and I'll say it again. When when his contract's up in 2023, he will he will hit a big. We got for number two. Number two is your NFL Defensive Player of the Year from last year, Stephon Gilmore. Oh, dropping him to two, huh? I just feel like to put him number one, I mean, he did fall back, uh, even though he's got the player of the year. I felt like some of his play fell off this year. And he didn't have the impact that you needed from Stephon Gilmore that you got the previous year. And if we had this conversation last year at this time, he'd be number one. Uh, Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, my number two is... Tredavious White of the Bills. Um, and I... I mean, can we let the cat out of the bag here with our number two and our number one? Yeah. I mean, you want to say your number two? Our number one, excuse me? No, well, you can keep going with, with, with Stefan if you want. I mean, we just flip-flopped our one and two. Yeah, basically. I mean, uh, and for me, it wasn't a matter of... Uh, I think he's so uh, Stefan Gilmore, who I have at number one, is so much more talented than Tredavious White. I've just seen him do it longer. I mean, uh, I think White, obviously being around for a shorter period of time, has without a doubt the better future of the two because he'll be around longer. Um, right. But right now, I think Gilmore is still the guy. It's very, very close. I mean, you could even see a few of these guys edging out Gilmore this year as he providing he's still on New England will be on a less talented defense and a year a year older. So you could see him slip a little bit, which is natural. It happens. Um, and you're going to see white. I mean, dominate the league for got another four or five years easily. And that's why I have number one. I think he's just, ridiculously talented. He is shutting down players left and right. It, it scares me when when the Patriots faced uh, the Buffalo Bills. It just scared me because I knew Tredavious White was going to smother Julian Edelman. He was going to get nothing and like it. And Tredavious even sometimes before Gronk retired would go toe-to-toe with uh, Gronkowski yes. and win. Yeah, this kid. This and kid's this no was, joke. I, he will. He will. In, in 2022, when he's a free agent, if he hits the open market, ladies and gentlemen, it's over. Whatever you know about what you know right now, it's all cornerback contracts is done, yeah. Darius Slay is top of the market at 16.68. 
Obviously, Jalen Ramsey's going to set the market next year, correct? Ramsey's going to hit 20, I bet. Tredavious White will blow anything that Jalen Ramsey gets out of the yeah. water. Just destroy it. And I and, and Jair Alexander will be a free agent the following year. And I don't think he'll have, unless he goes, you know, on a tirade the next few years, I don't think he'll come close to what Tredavious White is because Tredavious White is going to command such a dollar value because he plays all over the field. He is ridiculously talented. And even though he looked, uh, honestly, I-, I thought he was um, taller than he actually is. Yeah, he plays it. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5", we six, and he's what? Uh, but he's 5'11". Five five 11. 11, yeah. Like, all right, so I, I think I know your answer already. But given what we just talked about, okay, you're starting a team. You're building uh-huh. a defense, a secondary, you know, more specifically. You can take any corner in the league in their current situation, their current age, their current contract to build around. Who is it? Current contracts at the factor in uh, what a contract extension would be at some point. I'm going to go with Marlon Humphrey. Oh, nobody even on your list. No. Marl Humphrey is is just outside of my list. I have him on my top 17, as we discussed. Uh, he has already accumulated a couple of awards. He is 23 years old. He'll be a free agent in two years, the same year that Tredavious White will be. But he will not be requesting the top of the market that Tredavious White will request. So I'm factoring that in as, as you should factor in all aspects uh, he is six foot. He, even though it might not seem like a lot, an inch is an inch. But he's twenty three years old. That's what I wrap my head around. He is twenty three years old. He has more years left than Tre'Davious White potentially. And I think he's a guy who will. He'll be a. I don't want to give him this tag, but. Maybe a Charles Woodson. That's pretty kind of career. Pretty high praise. And you know me. You know who my favorite player is of oh, all time. Oh, it's Woodson, hands down. Yeah. I don't throw that around too much, but what this kid's done in three years, and I think one of his years, yes, twenty eighteen was a shortened season um, for injuries, but. Now with Marcus Peters on one side and he's on the other side, defense solidifying, exciting offense on the other side, the sky's the limit for this kid, and that's why I take him it, it's, it, to start my first It's race. funny you take him because all the stuff we just said about J.R. Alexander and Tredavious White and all those guys, I would take the guy across from him and Marcus Peters. Interesting. Because he's young. He's shown what he can do in his system. And we're saying take a player in their current situation. Mm-hmm. He's shown what he can do in that system. Dominated this year. And he already has a contract extension. You know what you're going to be paying going forward for the next few seasons. You're paying him into his prime. He is not cheap. 
but he's not Tredavious White or Alexander, whatever they're going to command, expensive either. He is affordable, given his talent level, and you know what he can do. Perfect guy to start a franchise with. I can't disagree with that. Um, But I do have potentially two more full seasons with Tredavious, uh, with um, Marlon Humphreys. Sure. Because he has a fifth, he'll have a fifth year option. And if I can work out a deal before the um, beginning of the fourth year, then I'm going to try to work out a deal with him. And maybe I can make it have that confidence of that contract, that known dollar amount. Like you said, you know what you know what you have dollar wise with Peters. Maybe I can figure out how what I my dollar amount is with Mar- Marlon Humphrey, but his talent and his his experience will be in the on the ascension. Whereas Marcus Peterson, Marcus Peters. I don't want to say he's going downhill because I already got caught in that before, and I want to well, get. He's caught played in more than end. three years, so he's no good to you anymore. But, but, but I will say this: he may have flatlined as far as his talent, and let's not poo-poo him. I have him tenth. You have him what fourth or fifth? I believe sixth, fifth sixth. or sixth. So he's top. He's top ten talent, no doubt. Uh, but I think he's kind of plateaued with what he's going to do uh, as far as on the list. It's possible, but for me, when you break down uh, the fact that everybody else above him on that list is either going to be more expensive, is either almost uncontrollably arrogant, not that he doesn't doesn't have an ego himself, but uh, or is hitting their decline already. A contract you know with a player that young it's just what I would yeah. take. But all right, hope you guys enjoyed our top ten cornerback debate. Let us know what you think, obviously. Now, on to a bit of a different segment. All right. So we got we got we asked you guys, and in fairness, I didn't mention it last episode. I kind of thought of it a day after we recorded. Just in an effort to lighten the mood. Just, you know, kind of Hopefully take give you something to laugh about, think about uh, while you're listening to this. We just asked for random questions. Anything, it could be a real sports question, legitimate question. Tim, he sent us some good ones. Uh, so did Tammy. Uh, or they could be goofy. Just any random question. You just want an answer to it. You want your actual two grown men discuss, <laughs> you know. Um, so we're going to get into some of those. And, uh, yeah, maybe now you think you're going to hear on a football podcast, but we figured everybody could use a little bit of a, uh, something to laugh at. So, okay. So I'm going to, I have a list of 14 fine questions here. We're not going to get all of them because we're already running a little bit long. Uh, but, uh, I want to say ahead of time, I believe we already discussed before we started recording, uh, Tim asked us. About Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds, yep, and uh, the Astros Red Sox situation, and uh, best pitching staff. We want to give those because those are serious questions, and we have real opinions on them. The proper time, 
So I think it's cool with me. If you're good with it, we can put that on Tuesday's show. Yep. So give us the weekend to really make our argument, do a little research if need be, and come back with it. I think because I think you'd enjoy that a lot more hearing those responses than just kind of rapid fire in between a couple of silly questions. You know, uh, but keep the I agree. keep the silly questions coming though too because they're great and we're gonna have some good we're gonna have some fun here. So, all right, Ben. So, would you consider? A hot dog to be a sandwich. Ooh. This comes from Emily. Ooh. I have to say yes. Ah, see, I'm, I'm a no on that. I don't know how you do. Because it's 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 it, it. What I think of a sandwich, I think of two pieces of bread with stuff in between. That's what I think of a sandwich. But even though it's connect, even though it's connected at the bottom, that's my problem. Okay, that's my problem. If you want to be a weirdo and put two hot dogs and two pieces of bread, what first of all, you should be ashamed of yourself. I've done Well, first off, I've done that before. I mean, what were the Sometimes circumstances? It, uh, I was in a pinch. It's all okay. I had. I've been there too. All right. I I was like 13 years old. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if you just choose to, just out of the blue, like, oh, I'm going to put two hot dogs and, and a sandwich bread. No. But I think it's a sandwich because I think of it this way, Chris. What what a grinder is a sandwich, correct? A grinder's a grinder, Ben. You're from here, you know this. But it's a form of a sandwich. I get it's a grinder on its on its own, but a grinder is a sandwich. Yeah, but it's not one ingredient. No, but it's like a sandwich is has multiple ingredients in it. So does a hot dog because you're going to have multiple ingredients in that hot dog correct i mean if you're weird yeah well you have, might have ketchup and mustard ketchup and mayonnaise uh some peppers uh so maybe some cheese maybe some hot sauce uh if you're really weird and you go all out you get the the onions the peppers all sloshed in there i'm not no, one of those I'm people not, but no, i'm not on that boat but I, if it was me, I'd go mustard and 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 ketchup, and that's kind of like your your salad and your 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 cheese in a regular sandwich. I've known you, I know, which I've is known why you I think twenty it's... years, and I feel like I'm talking to a stranger. <laughs> I'm sorry, we've never had. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. I uh, I, I don't know. Is... No, you you bring up valid points, but for some reason, when I think about it, I I can't consider it a sandwich. I don't know why. Like for me, it's it's a hot dog. That's all it is. It's just a hot dog. It's on a hot dog roll. It's not on a hot dog sandwich bread. I don't. I don't know. Like, oh, Chris, I think we need to we need to clean something up okay. real quick. For those of you who do not live in New England, a grinder. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're is, right. Yeah, is is uh well, if you live in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, kind of area, that area, it's a hoagie. A hoagie, a sub, yeah, but, yep. A hero. Yes. Yeah, but I just wanted to get it out there because some people might think grinder and they'll think, "Well, why are we talking about something that that beats down on metal?" You know? Oh yeah, no, I no, you're, you're that's yeah, it's a really good point because I, I forget about that sometimes that different different regions have different words. All right, so that was that was. Uh... Well, clearly we did not resolve the hot dog. Is a sandwich. We did not. We may have to approach that at a different time. If you have 
uh, a different argument or a different point of view for one of us, uh, feel free to feel free to enlighten us because uh, that one's not going away anytime soon. All right, no. this comes from Tammy. Which one of you is the better podcaster? I mean, that's a question for somebody else. Yeah, and realistically, we we, we started the same time and we've done the same thing. And we have different roles when yeah. it comes to the show. So neither one of us really has anything to hang over the other one. So for now, we got to call it a draw. Yeah. If if someone else has an opinion, that's fine. I mean, realistically, I know from my standpoint, and I, I think you'll agree, we just care about putting out good content. Yeah, honestly, yeah. That's what we really want to do. Like. I'm sorry it's wishy-washy and it's the generic, you know, cliched answer, but uh, that's just kind of what how I feel. Next question. Should men wear pink? So here's where I stand on this, Chris. First off, you can if you want right. to. But I think if you have blue eyes, you can make it work. Okay, fair enough. But if you don't, you might want to steer clear. It comes down to, like you said, eye color and, and skin tone. And no, I don't mean it's not a racial thing, like, you know, a black-white issue. Like, I am very pale. Does not work for me. Somebody who's more tanned might work for them. Maybe. I think it's the eyes. I think if you have blue eyes, you could really make it pop. But if you don't, what's the point? Yeah, if you can't, yeah, if you can't really make it work, then don't bother. Just wear, just wear a plain color. But as far as should, hey man, if you can pull it off, go for it. Okay, on to our next hard hitting question. Are we getting to my favorite one? We can do that one next. Oh, you know what? We got to okay. do no. We we'll do a serious one. Okay. Who is your all time favorite quarterback? This comes from Tammy. Okay. I think uh, just in the interest of not stating the obvious, we should both steer away from Tom Brady. I think that's fair. It's a little uh, on the little, nose. Yeah. And, I mean, it's kind of easy to remember in the last 20 years. But, I mean, we've both been football fans for much longer than that. So, and I think I know I think I know what your answer is going to be. Um, do you know? I think now? I do. It's one of two players, I believe. Um, I know mine. So, I know yours too. Okay. Well, I'll tell you who I think yours is. I think you're going to say Randall Cunningham. It's between two players. Him and Warren Moon. Him and Michael ah, Vick. Okay. Okay. I knew. I knew you had a uh, affection for Warren Moon. Also. I did. I do. Um, yeah. It's it's between Cunningham and Vick. Uh, Cunningham, if you don't know, I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I was, <clears throat> God, I have to, uh, trouble saying this. You were an Eagles fan. As a yeah. youth, I was an Eagles fan. Well, you're in recovery, so, so it's all right. Every day is a struggle. Cunningham every was, day is a struggle. Every day, every day is a struggle. Uh, the struggle is real. So Cunningham, I'm a huge Randall Cunningham, Cunningham fan. And obviously, I've talked about it before. Huge fan of Michael Vick. It hurt me 
with what happened to him. I, like, well, that, you know, he caused Right, right. That. I know what you're saying, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying he was set up or anything. I'm saying he caused that and it hurt me because you, you that happened. That yeah, I did. I thought, I thought like three years straight, I thought it was going to be Falcons and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And I got my hopes up when he went up to Lambeau field and beat the Packers. I remember that game. That was crazy. Anybody, nobody had beaten the Packers at Lambeau in the playoffs until Michael Vick walked in with the Falcons that year. But Michael Vick is my my would be my second close second favorite quarterback of all time. Okay, so I, I think I know I know who's all right. Go ahead. It's true, it blood, is true so. blood so. And, and, and I don't I don't I, I, I don't care what anybody says. Look at the stats. Oh, he never won this. We're asking favor. We're not asking who we thought was the best statistically. I grew up watching him. I was nine years old when he was drafted. Uh, the team had, let's just say, not always been awesome. And we had a top quarterback. He came in. They had some really good years. Uh, as good as I'd seen to that point as a Patriots fan. Lifelong Patriots fan. And then that dastardly Tom Brady stole his job. Ah, it's not his fault. Remember, remember, hey, hey, for people who, who think all Patriots fans are just bandwagon jumpers, remember that first year when Brady was in? I did not like, I did yeah. not like Tom Brady. I was pissed. You, was you pissed hated him, Tom Brady, with the passion of a thousand sons. I wanted Bledsoe back in. I was a Bledsoe guy. Chris, I think there were. It wasn't even just that year. It was the years preceding after that, and especially when they traded him. You still said, I'm still a Drew guy. I'm Drew, Drew, Drew. I wish Drew was. I think it took you, what? It had to have been like 10 years for you to kind of move on. No, I I came to appreciate Tom Brady within a few years because I can tell you the exact game it was. It was actually against the Chiefs. It was a Sunday afternoon game against the Chiefs. And he got the living crap beat out of him. I mean, every play, and for all of you that, you know, only remember the recent quarterback protection rules. Look, go look back 15 years ago. These guys were still getting hit hard. Yeah. And he got, every time he dropped back to pass, he was getting run over by defenders. And the guy hung in the pocket, passed like 400 yards. They won the game. It was phenomenal. I don't know how he was still standing after that game. And I had a whole new respect for him. And that was, I believe that was the second season he was starting. So it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, he won three Super Bowls. I like him now. I still didn't like him after they won the first one. Love the team. Happy the team won. Wasn't his biggest fan. But I think it was like midway through that second season, which they didn't even, they didn't even make the playoffs that year. Uh, I was like, all right, you know what? I love Drew, but this is the guy. Let's give him a chance. Let's stop being so negative. So, and then. It grew on me and he broke my heart. Nah, just kidding. Just kidding. He won his six titles, man. Good for him. Be happy. Do your thing. Okay. So, I think we got time for one more. Okay. And then we can get to get to the rest of these next episode. There's still some good ones here. Why are Cadbury mini eggs so good? Because there are these delicious little vessels of chocolate and cream 
No, 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 no. Not Cadbury it... cream eggs. The mini ones, the hard ones. Oh, the hard yeah. ones. Oh, those. Oh, I thought we were talking about the. Cream oh no, ones. no, the cream ones are behind. The mini eggs, I'm not a fan of. Now, now I'm thrown off. I don't hate them, but like, I mean, just compared to the Cadbury cream eggs, I mean, they, they may as well be swill. I mean, well, aren't they essentially just Hershey Kisses? I mean, it's Cadbury, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's a little bit different. But it's a different, it's a different mixture. Different they chocolate, use a different, different mixture yeah. of chocolate. I shouldn't be so hard on them. They're really not. They're really not gross. I'm just, I'm just messing around. But... I, I will, I will put it out there. Um, we should take what I say with a grain of salt because I am one of the few fans of candy corn. Yeah, you're you're alone on that one. Yeah, I'm I'm alone with about a group of like five thousand in the entire world. We we have a convention once a year. We kind of come together, stand strong. But I don't know what it is. I just like candy corn. So I, I I'm weird. Well, I mean, I, I know so that. Also, I've known you for a long time. Uh, for me, I mean, I think people like them so much because they come out once a year. I think that's what it is. I think, that's, yeah, I, it's like uh, Tammy asked that question. Why are they so good? Um, I don't see the hype. I'm not a huge fan personally, but I think the people that are really enjoy them because they're a novelty treat once a year. I think that makes sense. Because if you imagine, imagine... Because candy corn at one point was kind of trying to right. be that, but then stores started selling them year round, so they were novelty went away. Right. Whereas Cadbury is kind of holding strong and just does what right. they do, and yeah, it makes so much sense to what you're saying. Well, we're gonna end on that note. It's a high note for me. Um, yeah, we have some other great questions. And we will, uh, uh-huh. I think, I don't know, that was kind of fun. I think next time we'll we'll plan this into the uh, the calendar a little bit better. Which is my uh-huh. fault. I didn't get you to list the questions over in time. So that's, that's on me. That's okay. Um, so we will definitely plan this better. And we definitely invite you guys to keep them coming. Keep the silly, funny, real. Like we said, we're, just, we're not going to get into like politics or anything. Anything like a hot button issue. That's not what we're here to do. Um, but if you want... Anything sports related or something fun off the wall, hit us up. We'll have a talk about it. We'll, we'll discuss it. Um, we will discuss age-old questions if you want to throw absolutely. it out. Absolutely. And we still have a couple great ones from uh, from this last round. We'll get to next time for sure. As well as, Tim, your baseball questions, they will be answered. But we want to give them the proper time to discuss them. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to do it for us. So, what's up? Are we answering questions from animals? Uh, we can get the Sir Edgar's next time. Yes. Okay, he's a, okay. he's on. Uh, we need to give that the proper time as well. Of course. Um, but yeah, so that's that's going to do it for us. If you would like to ask a question or respond to any of our topics, where can you do that, Ben? Well, you can do that on Twitter. That's Ben Chris Talk FO1. Or if you want to go on Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Football. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. For Ben, I am Chris. Keep those questions coming. Be safe out there. Keep your head on straight. We'll see you right back here Tuesday morning. Thank you.